Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to the OKR Cohort video and podcast series. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's good to be back with you again today. And as always, we have the stars of our show, Miss Denise Canfield, Mr. Nazar Koja, co-founders of OKR Cohort. They're going to be joining me in just a moment. And we're going to be tackling another major problem that faces so many thought leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs in this day and age. And Denise and Nazar are going to offer some solutions to, again, not just sites, step these problems, but to cut right through them so that you and your organization can come out better on the other side. And we've got a really, really pertinent problem that's worth addressing today. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it and get Denise and Nazar out here. Denise, Nazar, it's good to see you this morning. How are you guys doing? Ryan, it's great to see you doing really well. Thank you. Hey, Ryan, good to see you this morning. Hey guys, uh, no, uh, good to be with you guys again. Always fun when we get together and, and tackle such a big issue. Today, I understand we're, we've got a new one. That's what we do here on the show. You know, we're addressing these big problems. Denise, I understand there's one in particular of late that you've been seeing popping up more and more. Why don't you frame it up for us today? Denise, what is this challenge you're seeing? You know, it's it's really interesting, and I think people see it all the time. It's that we're focused on getting the task done, checking off the things on the list, instead of delivering true value. And this impacts, you know, employees, leaders, and customers, Ryan. Yeah, Denise, it's checking the box. It's that check the box mentality. So it's so easy to fall into it in so many ways, shapes, and forms. And I want to, I want to unpack this a little further. Denise, why let's get into the why, why would you say this is such a big challenge for so many organizations out there? Yeah, Ryan, let's start with employees, right? This is a problem for employees because the most important tasks aren't getting done. They've got a list. It could be something they created. It could be something their leader created for them. And they're just focused on getting the things done instead of understanding what they're working on and the impact it has on the organization. And it's hard for employees because they feel this sense of accomplishment, but it's completely false. On top of that, you've got leaders who when employees are delivering the thing, but it doesn't deliver value, leaders start to lose trust in their employees and suddenly communication is impacted. And of course, when you're dealing with that, you also see customers impacted because we're missing on innovation and product strategy because employees are just delivering the thing, uh, a task instead of business value. Nazar, what are you noticing? Thanks, Denise. I notice people are busy, but not successful. This leads to burnout and having demotivated people. It is also a challenge because we see significant employee disengagement, which we think is a reason for the uptick in quit, quiet quitting. Yeah, guys, quiet quitting. I mean, such a hot topic these days and that lack of employee engagement. I, I can totally understand why that you know, checking the box mentality and not achieving the right things can really lead to some of those, uh, you know, but and, and I want let's get into some of those results here. I want to talk about the ripple effect. You know, it's a big issue. Denise, what would you say is the ripple effect of this challenge? And ultimately, what, do you, what would you say it does to our lives? You know, not the lives of just the employees that are going through that check the box mentality, but maybe the lives of the organizational leaders as well. Yeah, it, it, it has an impact across the board, Ryan. So one big uh, impact to both employees and leaders is 
that breakdown of communication that I alluded to, right? It's that we're not getting the proper priorities from the top down, that employees are even surprised when they learn their tasks aren't moving the needle forward for the company. It's it's like they they thought they were doing the right things, right? We aren't we aren't evil people. We think we're doing the right thing. And then we deliver it and it's like, wait a minute, that didn't get us where we intended to go. So now we're suddenly more disengaged because we thought we were doing the right thing. It ends up being the wrong thing. We've lost that time that we dedicated to it. The work we delivered didn't have value. It's hard to prioritize our tasks. Now we're getting frustrated day in and day out. We see that ripple into our our personal life as well. And our leaders are frustrated with us. So suddenly, instead of being out there working on the business, now they're in our business as employees. And that's not where we want our leaders, right? We don't want them in the weeds with us telling us what to do and micromanaging us. We need them to trust us to get the job done and, and make sure we know how to deliver value. And sometimes, Ryan, it gets really bad. Work even stops for leaders and employees because we simply give up. Um, Nazar, what are you noticing for the impact of this on customers? Well, the customers are negatively impacted. When the right work isn't being completed, customers aren't receiving valuable products and services. This leads to customer leaving and selecting a different vendor or provider. When that happens, the company's profit margins and cash flow take a hit and the company loses credibility and value to shareholders. No, absolutely, Nazaria and Denise, there really is a ripple effect here that can send a, a company into a downward spiral if they're just letting you know these things just happen and boxes get checked that aren't really providing value to the organization or its shareholders, customers, you name it. Let's flip the script, though, for a hot second. How could life be just so much better for the employees, for the organization, if they could just solve this issue and they could escape that check the box mentality and know that the tasks they're doing are ultimately providing true value to the customers, to the organization, to everyone that's involved? What, what would life look like? You know, it's it's so important to think about that, Ryan, and employees would feel like the work they were doing matters. So not only are they delivering valuable work, but they feel empowered and fulfilled after completing that work because they know it was on target. The products and services that they're delivering are at a higher level of design and execution and, and providing what people need. Not only that, their productivity productivity and efficiency is soaring company-wide. What that means is we're actually able to do more. We're not feeling burnt out. We're not feeling overwhelmed because we are hyper-focused on doing the right things that deliver value. And then managers and leaders are able to work on the business instead of in the business. So they're out of the weeds, they're strategizing on what's to come, and they're helping provide that vision and leadership that people crave. And of course, that has an impact on customers. Nazar, why don't you share a little bit about that? In terms of the customer, there is a positive impact and they are completely satisfied with the top tier product and services the organization is delivering. We see customer retention improve and the opportunity for cross-selling of new products and services. We also see organizations attracting new customers and improving their organic growth. 
Yeah, I mean, it's night and day when you're looking at whether or not you can check these boxes and provide value or just complete tasks for the sake of completing them. I mean, there's such a difference when looking at the organization and the, the footprint it really leaves on its customers and, of course, its employees as well. This is great stuff, guys. And I want to zoom out for a, a hot second from this problem because this is this is something that you guys do at OKR Cohort on such a regular basis. You're working with these businesses. You get in the weeds with them to help address these problems. For those out there that maybe aren't as familiar with you two and the, the work that you're doing with organizations, Denise, could you share, or maybe Nazar, I'll throw this one over to you. Could you share with us a little bit about yourselves and what it is that you, you truly do over at OKR Cohort? We are pragmatic thought leaders in the domain of OKRs which is a key framework that supports an outcome-focused organizational environment. OKR stands for Objective and Key Results. It is a lightweight framework that bridges strategy to execution. Yeah, absolutely, Nazar. And I think one thing I would say is the difference between tasks and key results is really what we're talking about today on this uh, podcast. And leaders hire us to help shift that focus, right? The focus from activities to outcomes, where we help them embed purpose in their work and focus on getting the right things done, right? This is what we do on a day in, day out basis is help shift that mindset to delivering value. And Denise, you know, I understand there's a, you know, you guys have a lesson prepared, you know, true value. That's, that's why we get together on this show, not just to talk about an issue, but to really provide a solution that, you know, a, a business leader or an organizational thought leader could implement even today after watching this, listening to this podcast, share with us, what, what do you have, you know, outlined for us that can help charge through this idea of just that checking the box mentality and not providing true value? Yeah, you know, Ryan, we spend a lot of time in the business actually helping shift to the outcome mindset, really helping people understand instead of what work they need to do, what outcome they need to achieve. And we do that through a series of workshops or just working one-on-one -on -one coaching with people. Um, we help each individual understand how they can convert what they're doing into the value they need to deliver. And I think that's really important in this OKR framework. Sometimes, even though it feels like it's the hardest part, people think, oh, writing the OKR is hard. No, that's not true. It's actually breaking it down and understanding how our work delivers value. So we take them through uh, four simple steps to convert their activity into a key result. So the first thing is just naming that activity. Make sure you understand what is the work that you're going to do. Then you need to take that work and look at it and think about what does that work accomplish? Once you've identified what the work accomplishes, you need to think about what success would look like if it was accomplished. And usually you're ending up with a good sized list. And so then you need to take that and break it down into what is the most important outcome. Not all the outcomes, but what is the most important outcome or problem you're solving for your business that you wanna focus everyone's lens on. Once you've got that identified, then you go back into aligning vertically and horizontally, which we've covered on other um, podcasts. So let's just go through a quick example. So let's say um, the activity we've identified that we need to do is build a website, right? This might be a marketing activity. So now you need to break that down into what would building a, a, a marketing, a, a website do for us. So first, 
um, it of course creates a global presence for your organization. If you're in Lakeville, Minnesota, you don't have a global presence, but as soon as you get that out on the web, you're going to have a global presence. You're also going to be able to provide information for both customers and partners and prospects on what your company does. If you want to set it up this way, you can also enable digital sales. So suddenly you're not just selling out of your garage or out of your mom and pop store. You're now selling on your website. So now we've, we've figured out what we want to accomplish with our website. Now we need to think about what success would look for, look like for us. Um, first of all, with that global presence, people will get to know us, both individuals and companies worldwide will know about what we do and how we do it. We can point potential customers to the information they need, and they can self-service the content that they want to get at. So we don't have to have as many phone calls. We have people being able to figure out answers for themselves based on what we're putting out there. And prospects, not only can they get information, but they can guide themselves through the sales process through a digital online purchase. So now we know what the work accomplished and what success would look like. We simply need to translate that into key results. And I want to take a minute to think about, you know, it's key results we're going after, not just key performance indicators. And there's a huge difference, right? If you think about a website, key performance indicators might be things like how many views did your website get? How many clicks on the pages? How many downloads of the articles? These are good information points, but they're not key results. So now we really want to think about what are some of the most important key results. And if you're building a website, most likely you want to get some leads, right? So one good key result would be marketing qualified leads increasing from wherever it was in the past to maybe 100% more, right? Let's double our marketing qualified leads through this website. And a second great key result would of course be increasing your digital sales. And if you didn't have a website before at all that sold, now you're gonna be increasing your digital sales from zero to let's say 50, right? Let's, let's, we may not know what it's going to be, but let's set a baseline of what that increase could be. And so all of a sudden, when you're now doing that work of building the website, you're going to be very focused on, does this website flow in a way that generates good leads? Can people click in and get their information to us? And then focused on, can they make a purchase? And so you're getting the focus on the activities on the right thing, and you see a huge difference in what's delivered. And of course, once you're done with that, you would align your, your key results vertically and horizontally. No, Denise, that's great. I love that idea of that is shifting from activities to outcomes, that whole process that goes in with that. A, a lot of good value there. And Denise, for those out there listening and internalizing a lot of this information, and maybe they're wondering you know, how they could begin implementing this. My question is how, how could they begin utilizing that lesson, this, this process you just walked us through and begin really incorporating that into their organization to escape this idea really of just checking boxes and not providing value. Yeah, it's, it's, probably time for organizations to think about that, right, Ryan? And we want them to make that choice and decide, hey, are you willing to continue to be complacent and allow yourself and your employees to just get those meaningless tasks done, whether they understand the value or not? Or do you want to make sure you are ready to take the right actions and align and measure your business outcomes to drive value with every task that's getting completed? 
And if you want to make those connections for your employees from what they're doing to delivering value, you can reach out to our team via the link below and schedule a conversation and we'll help you understand how you can move your employees to that outcome mindset. Fantastic, Denise. Yeah, of course, you can visit that link at the bottom of the screen that we just showed if you guys out there are interested in touching base with Nazar and Denise to, to get really a hands-on look at this problem and addressing it for you and your company. But I think before we wrap up here today, you know, I think it's really worth discussing, you know, some examples. I mean, you guys are working with, with companies and organizations on a regular basis to address these types of challenges. Nazar, do you have an example of, of utilizing that step-by-step -step process that, you know, Denise just highlighted and how you may have worked with a company to, you know, address this very problem of that checking the box mentality? Thanks, Ryan. As Denise mentioned about the steps above, I would like to share a real-life example of one of my own my engagements. The company is early in the process of implementing OKRs. As mentioned earlier, objectives are outcome of the company and strategy, and key results are the impact of the work to achieve those outcomes. The organization already had their roadmap developed with the key initiatives and deliverables identified. The approach I took was to first understand the impact of, of the delivering those initiatives. The questions to ponder was, how do you know that we are successful after implementing those initiatives? We derived key results metrics from those impacts with certain targets to be gained. In the end, we had alignment on key results and identified co-creation opportunities. Oh, no, Nazar, I love that example. I love any time we get to hear, you know, those real world examples of how you and Denise work with companies collaboratively to, to mitigate some of these big challenges that are holding so many organizations back. Appreciate you sharing that example for us. Uh, and again, one final time before we wrap up today, I think it's worth mentioning once again, Denise, for anybody out there, you know, they're hearing Nazar's example there. They're really, you know, internalizing that step-by-step -step process on shifting, you know, just from uh, activities to true outcomes. How could somebody get involved with you and your team to just open up a dialogue and maybe address some of these issues on their end. Thank you, Ryan. I think the key there is the dialogue, right? I think you can try this process and, and work on shifting from activities to mindset. But what we would love to do is have that dialogue with you and understand your problem and help you make that shift. So click the link below, grab some time with Nazari, and let's see how we can help you solve this problem in your organization. All right. Fantastic, Denise. Appreciate you carving some time out of your day. I know you're, you guys are very busy. You've got clients to serve and we'll let you get back to doing that. But again, I appreciate you taking some time out to address this big challenge that's facing so many business owners and thought leaders out there that are trying to drive their companies forward, but they're just not able to provide value and really move that needle forward. So I appreciate you taking the time and uh, looking forward to being back with you on the next one. Thanks so much, Ryan. Thanks so much, Ryan. Thanks for having us. Oh, of course, guys. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, and say thank you to our audience for jumping aboard and hanging out with us on the show today. If you took some value away from today's conversation, you benefited from it in any way, shape, or form, do us a favor and hit that like button. Go ahead and subscribe to the show, whichever platform you checked us out on today. And then, of course, share this information with any friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of discussions. And you know, I said it at the top of the show, I'll continue to say it. We're taking the strategies, the solutions, the 
the conversations that Denise and Nazar are having with so many of their clients, so many organizations out there are providing real solutions to charge through some of these big, big, big challenges that are facing so many companies in today's day and age. So for Denise, for Nazar, I'm Brian. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you hanging out with us today on the OKR Cohort video and podcast series.